On this week's episode of The Chit Chat, we'll be introducing newcomer Colin Brown, have a discussion about spoilers, and a spoiler discussion about the new movie, Us. That's right, people. These spoilers are running wild. Stop humming, okay? This isn't accounting or wherever the hell you and your little pocket calculator were transferred from. Forensic accounting. Okay, and it's an important part of the job. Yeah, whatever. Stop being so overtly happy about doing shit work, you moron. Hey, you guys. Reminder, the police union picnic's coming up this weekend. Uh, my wife's making her famous deviled eggs again. My waistline's furious. It's a bad time, Bob. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. She was going to pop up here, but she had like a wicked ass migraine. And I was like, yeah, just don't. Yeah, just going to be sitting in a corner being quiet. So exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it ain't gonna be fun, right? Nah. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Are you sure, babe? You don't right. want to come here? She's like, I want to. I, I really want to come up. I'm like, I, you think you do? <laughs> and like, the car ride might be great. And yeah, you'll probably get some Jimmy Johns out of it. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, you probably don't. Well, okay. So I've had people actually sit in on podcasts before, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's been a little fun for me. I, I oh, usually sure. like to bring them on. Yeah. You know, let them say like one or two things, then yeah. I tell them to get back in the corner, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right, right. You know, just put them, hey, look, the, put the shackles back on. The Corey, okay. Col- the Corey Coleman approach. The, exactly, right. exactly right. Our our mentor, yeah. You need to uh, you need to send them some episodes of this. Maybe we can get on Double Toasted. That'd be. As like a fan show. <sighs> there, there we come with my, uh, my thoughts on my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I... It ain't, so, it ain't that good. Ain't. So your your plan your plan is Atlanta right now. If Corey Coleman said, "Hey, we will hire you and your white friend to do a podcast for us," but you have to move to Austin, would you do it? So fast. Cool. All right. Let's make so that. So fast. Let's make that the goal then. I mean, be honest. I love Austin. I've never been, but I really want to go. I, I went. I went that one time. Yeah. It's great. Right. It's a great place. It's expensive. I would live outside of Austin. Right. But I would love to. I love to go there. Hell yeah. Love to go there. There again, in a well, heartbeat. Yeah. No. The plan. I think me and my girlfriend want to go down there. Uh, not this summer, but next summer. To yeah. Visit and go to a show. And you and, should. And walk around because that's that's kind of our backup. Like, oh shit, California is way more expensive than we thought it was. Uh, so we're gonna go Austin. Nobody. Nobody needs to go to California. Well, so my plan right now is go to California, make a shit ton of money, mm-hmm. like California money, mm-hmm. which shit ton of California money. Well, not no, okay, not a shit ton of California money, average mm-hmm. California money, but a shit like ton of over mid- here money. middle class California money. Yeah, to move back here or to Texas, mm-hmm. where that will be like a fuck ton of Texas money. Right, I can buy a mansion, and they'll be like, "What did you do to get all this money?" I'd be like, "I, I worked at Starbucks." Dude. <laughs> I just waited. I oh, waited. Starbucks. I wait. I just, yeah. Starbucks. Inflation so, is crazy. Wait, yeah, it's like forty five dollars an hour over there. Have you ever washed Morgan Freeman's car? Like he pays you right in hundred dollars, like Andrew Jackson's all day. Uh, but now we've already started a whole podcast. Oh shit! And <laughs> welcome, welcome to the chit chat. Hey, episode five. My name is Colin. <laughs> It's me, your boy. It's not usually how I do this, but I mean, it's such good conversation. Why Tra- stop it? Trailblazing, right? yeah. <laughs> but no, this is, so this is the chit chat, and as you know, we chit and we chat, and it's going so good so far uh, that I hate that I ruined it by trying to actually make this into an actual show. That's not good. You got to let people know what bullshit they're listening to at some point. Exactly. It makes sense. Yeah. They're like, is this a cooking podcast or is it, this? It could be, hey, chit chat's very vague. It could be anything to your heart's content. 
so one of our hosts that that were on on the first show, Kyle, oh, yeah. yeah, he his uh, wife mm-hmm. actually she was a, she was in the room where we were talking about the name or whatever, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm bringing podcast back because we've done podcasts before, right, right, whole SoundCloud thing, it, it went good, but you know schedules and all that stuff. Right. And I was like, nah, I want to do podcasts again. I have this mixer board right here. Yeah. I want to do something with it, so I want to bring it back. So I'm like, the chit-chat. It's vague, but it's, it is a right. conversational podcast. You're it not, can be about any subject. You're not weighed down to one thing. Exactly. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I, it's a good name. You guys just aren't what I see when I hear the chit-chat. I think when you hear chit-chat, you think of a white guy in his like mid-30s mm-hmm. who's definitely wearing some sort of sweater vest mm. and has a pipe. And is like, today we're going to talk about War and Peace and the intricacies of what he was trying to say with the novel. That almost sounds like thoughts for your thoughts. Thoughts for your thoughts. I could, be, I could work for NPR. I, you could. I could. I think you honestly could. Yeah. I should just go in just with a uh, just a, an audio file of me just spouting all sorts of nonsense, but doing it kind of like an ASMR video mm. being like, yes, I could talk about how uh, the Saudis are at war over oil prices. I think that would be very good. <laughs> <laughs> and then you need to scratch the mic a little bit. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I have like uh, those little like um, little gel beads. That are that you can get. Oh, you move oh, around. you mean like wait, like this? Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah. That's yeah, almost yeah. like I planned that. I didn't. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Collins Spock. This is uh. Is that getting on your hand? Because they're like holes. Why didn't and you tell me that before? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Didn't, well, it, didn't, it didn't get on my hands, but. I didn't know you were gonna just go. You just went so, for it. Like. <laughs> So when she said like, "Hey, I didn't think that you—you mm-hmm. you didn't strike me as someone that would have a show called the Chit Chat." Did you just pick those shower beads up and go, uh, "Really?" I—I I didn't. I think I had those after we had oh. had that conversation because I saw them. Hey, look, okay, so that's I'll, very convenient. So I work out in here, right? And right. sometimes it gets—you know—you know how it is. You yeah. go to the gym, yeah. And I have people over, and I can't just have it just be smelling like you know Trey's ass. That's True. not how. True. That's not how you yeah. want. So yeah, I got these from Dollar General. I mean, they're no, that a dollar. Makes sense. No, they yeah, for sure. Nice. Yeah. So. I'm a I'm a fucking animal. My room just smells bad. That's <laughs> I uh I still live like a high schooler. I mean that's fair. That's fair because you you don't you know you don't have this be a room well, where your actors and actresses say, stay here. No one's ever in there. Exactly. It's just that's me your personal space. And my cats. Exactly. And my there cats smell worse than I do. And they they don't judge. They don't give a fuck. As long as you feed them and you know give pay them their proper respect. I'm I'm good to say naughty words on here, right? Yeah, it's fine. Hell yeah. If I, I, I and I've actually gone back and forth, right, on this entire show. Like when we come back, do we want to be completely like G rated? You know, bleep that's out the fun. words, but. If Honestly, you're on the radio, uh, like radio, radio, then mm-hmm. like, sure. But like, it's the internet. It's the internet. Who cares? And we don't have a, well, I, I was wondering if that holds us back from views. You know what I mean? I doubt it. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Pe- don't know. PewDiePie was the most subscribed on, and he talked about all sorts of naughty Man, things. Man, don't even get me started on that. Because all he did is yell. Yeah. And just, there was no streaming. There was just a stream of consciousness on his streams yeah, videos whatever he, you call them i don't know i have conflicting thoughts on him i don't dislike him as much as i dislike people like logan paul mm, also horrible he's just terrible across mm-hmm. the board um 
I don't know. PewDiePie I go back and forth on. I don't yeah. know why people still get pissed at him because he's not really relevant anymore. Yeah. That's what kind of confuses me. I haven't heard anything but, about him in a, in a while. Um, not as relevant as the merch on DT Merch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> See, this is where you send it to Corey and go, hey. Hey, we're spreading the good word. Yeah, we're spreading the toasty goodness. Go check out Double Toast. All over my body. <laughs> All right. Um, but no, so we actually do have actual topics of conversation. Oh, yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. Um, but our, so our topic of conversation is is honestly where I've been at and just recently coming off. So later on, we're going to talk about us. Yes. Right. We're going to talk about the new Jordan Peele movie and watching that movie. And just so you know, people, it will be spoiler filled. So we will go into details and information yes. and things. So you probably want to leave at that point. We'll probably uh, explain that to you beforehand. But just letting you know now. But so in, in our business, I mean, we're, we're two guys who keep up with movie news, video game news, things mm-hmm. of that nature. And I, I've come to the thought, and this isn't, a, 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 this isn't like a revolutionary thought, but these, these articles, the world that we live in and the time that we live in with these articles that we have, uh, I think they're, they're starting to get in the way of my enjoyment of movies. And I, and I think it's not, it's not their fault because they have to keep up with the news, but uh, they have to, you know, put out the news, but I, and I know it's probably my own fault. I can keep away from it, but you know, us, we're kind of conversationalists, mm-hmm. so you know, I feel like it's our job to keep up with that right. sometimes and make, you know, make conversation about that, and like we are now, right? But it's just when it comes to movies, like okay, for a specific example, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, right? I think would have been, I mean, from the trailer, you can't tell. And spoilers for Mission Impossible Fallout, <laughs> but you can't tell that Henry Cavill's the bad guy. Right. Right? And they, the way that they set that up. It seems like they're going to be at odds, but then maybe team up. That is the, the whole thing the trailer tries to yeah. get you across. But if you read articles, you hear about, oh, well, Henry Cavill had to shave mm-hmm. his, didn't want to shave his mustache for Justice League because he wanted to be, because he's the bad guy in Mission right. Impossible Fallout, which just blatantly get here's uh some set picks of mission of henry cavill and mission impossible punching the shit out of Which, tom cruise frankly like people were all shocked that henry cavill left the role of superman but i was like honestly as soon as he prioritized what his fucking face looked like in a mission impossible movie over justice league i, I think people should have gotten the point that, yeah that ship is sailed yeah <laughs> Which is why, from now on, we have a strict no DCEU clause in this shit. <laughs> Go on. But no, but no, I mean, and that's, and yeah. that's my point. And then uh, another example being Kingsman. Yeah. Which the trailer gave that away. And I think, I think was a good move at their part because the articles are giving it away who's right. still, you know, casted and, and things like IMDb also as well. Well, and frankly, with a situation like that where... I think a good part of the first movie's success was how cool Colin Firth's character was. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of hard to not bring him back. Hmm. So I th- I think that was one of those situations where it was kind of like, all right, yes, this is a sequel. The dude you really liked in the first one is is because Sam- obviously Samuel Jackson's not coming. Back. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> honestly, at this point, if you haven't turned off the show for, and, and because of spoilers, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Obviously, he's not coming back. Right. Um, and I like Taron Edgerton a lot, and mm-hmm. I like him in Kingsman, but he fulfills a very specific role in those movies that I don't think is necessarily bringing people back. Hmm. Now, if, if Rocket Man blows up, mm-hmm. they might let him do more in the next one, which I think I think they're doing a third one. 
I think they're doing the like third a, one is a prequel though. See, I heard they were doing a third one and a prequel. Hmm. I heard I heard they were making a little uh, Kingsman cinematic universe. Well, that would be cool. I, I would. I'd be down. I actually, that, yeah. I actually like the second Kingsman. I do too. Um, people shit all over it, but yeah, I, I liked it. But no, they would done shit all right. But back back to uh, Kingsman two. I think you kind of had to show that he was going to be back because hmm. if you don't bring him back, mm-hmm. um. It just raises a whole lot of issues as far as casting. Because, I mean, then you just have Taron Egerton in the first one. And it's well, like, well, they had everybody else. I mean, they had Channing Tatum, you know, which is a pretty... Fir- well, yeah. It was a pretty big name to draw but, buzz around the second one. But, like, not in the movie a whole, whole, whole lot. No, not at all. A lot of those new people they brought in weren't, were kind of bit parts. Because mm-hmm. uh, old... Um, What's his face too? Uh, I can't remember the dude that again. Spoilers. The, 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 uh, the dude, the, the, the dude from the Big Lebowski. Oh, you mean Jeff Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah, he was in there, right? Yeah, he was the leader. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't in it all that much. No, he Pedro wasn't. Pascal, who was spoilers, the bad guy. <laughs> uh, Take a drink every time we say he, spoilers. He was in it a lot, and I was kind of bummed they made him the bad guy because he's one of my favorite actors that doesn't get enough fucking work. I don't even. That was the first thing I think I've seen him in. Really? I think he so. He was um, one of my favorite characters in Game of Thrones. See, I don't watch Game of Thrones. And Are you everybody watch is Game coming. Of Thrones? At this point, probably not. Because, okay, Spoil- <laughs> spoilers for Game of Thrones. He was, like, they introduced him, and he was really fucking cool and suave and, like, had mm-hmm. this cool-ass, like, spear that he would, like, do shit with. Right. And I was like, oh, I fucking love this dude. And he was, like, a good guy. Like, in that show, like, no one's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's still kind of, like, a, a smarmy asshole, but he's a good guy. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And he fights uh, the Mountain, who's mm. just this big motherfucker. I've heard about this Mountain. And uh, played by the world's strongest man, Half Thor Bjornsson. Just a big fucking dude. I only know that because I started lifting weights recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're fighting for, like, this shit that happens. I won't go into all that. But he's fucking kicking the shit out of the Mountain. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And then he gets fucking cocky. Fucking mountain pins him down and crushes his head. He was like my favorite character, and that he was like four episodes in. I was like, this dude's gonna be my favorite. No, he's fucking dead. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> but Yo. that's what I hear about that show is that the second you um, love a person, chopping block. Not necessarily. Mm. I would say the real, real fan favorite characters, like the ones you hear about all the time, mm-hmm. generally are pretty safe. So Peter Dinklage character, uh, like this. Is... Obviously, this next season is the last season, so who the fuck knows? Everyone yeah. could die. But like from the get go. Anytime Peter Dinklage's character was in in peril, I was like, they're not gonna fucking kill him mm-hmm. off, and they never do. And what, what's the, what's the little girl's name? Uh, Maisie. Ar- Arya Star- Maisie Williams. Yeah, yeah. She. Yeah. yeah, I never thought she would die. And they have a moment where one of those characters looks like they get killed off. And you're like, oh shit, they fucking went there, and then the person comes back to life. Spoilers, Jon Snow. Spoilers, Jon Snow. <laughs> See, to, I didn't watch it. It's already spoiled for he me. He gets the shit stabbed out of him, and then the fucking Lord of Light brings him back or some, See, some fucking thing. exactly. Yeah. And that's... That show's really good, but, like, it... That's what I hear, man. Um, I hear it's real good. So, it... This is gonna maybe be controversial to some people. Mm-hmm. My issues with Game of Thrones kind of fall into the same issue I have with Walking Dead, hmm. where uh, there's certain characters you're pretty sure are not gonna die. Mm-hmm. And then there's side characters that just will not get much development, and then they'll give them something to do, and then they get killed. And it's like, all right, like, so basically, as soon as the side character really starts to get shit to do, I know they're gonna die. Yeah. And that's my biggest issue with Walking Dead. By the way, though, Walking Dead's gotten a lot better this season. Yeah, we talked about the that. last yeah. two seasons were a fucking doo doo. Um, and that actually, <laughs> we were gonna talk about spoilers, and I thought about this. Like, so for the for 
did you watch Walking Dead? You said you watched the first yeah, couple Yeah, I watched the first couple seasons and then fell off. So, at the beginning of the year, before the season, well, I guess like last summer, before the season even started, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, it's Rick Grimes' final season. And it's like, well, you, okay, like, all right. Mm-hmm. Cool, thanks for spoiling that. All right before the season, like it's in your promotional material that this is Rick Grimes' final fucking ride, and he's gonna fucking ride off into the sunset and get eaten by walkers. Um, and I remember the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life was an article about how they weren't actually killing Rick Grimes off; they were just writing him out out of the show. Mm. And the the top line was. So it turns out, after all, Rick Grimes hasn't actually died. How did they write him into the show? Spoilers ahead. And I'm like, you, my dude, like, you just spoiled me. Right, He's exactly. Not There's dead. no, like, what are you talking about? I don't need about? to read the rest of this like, article. Okay. <laughs> it, one, if I watch the show, I know what's going on. Two, if I don't watch the show, I'm definitely not going to watch the show now because I know what Who happens. Cares? Exactly. Uh, Walking Dead is trash, but I like it. That's, that's all I wanted to say about that's, that. Honestly, that's me with sitcoms. Like, they're trash, but... I, yeah, eh. yeah. I've watched the entirety of How I Met Your Mother like four times, so... Same. Cool. <laughs> welcome welcome to the AA meeting for people who like How I, I Met Your hey, Mother. Hey, man, people can shit on that show all they want. I think that shows it way, way I, I think great. it's great I, I don't... until the last episode. See, the very last episode is the only one I have an absolute problem with. The very last episode doesn't bother me. The last season I don't like, but the last episode mm. itself... I mean, the pacing's scuffed. Dude, it's just a whole... Re- if you were yeah. just going to end up with Robin anyway... Again, spoilers. So, <laughs> yeah, so spoilers. Uh, the mom was dead the entire show. <laughs> the only reason it doesn't bother me is because, like... I don't know. I just don't give a shit. It's yeah. a it's a sitcom. I was like, all right, cool. They have a cool cool indie song at the end, and they get together. Cool. That's about what I would expect from a sitcom. I just feel like they could have done something clever. They could have just left them, let them be with the mom. That would been. A, I mean, it'd be like a vanilla ending, but I'd be okay with that. I feel like but just they end up with I feel, Robin. I feel like just... if that would happen, people would have complained that it was too boring, though. This I is feel just. Like, a... I feel like that show. I feel like that show is damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's fair. That, but, you know, that's honestly fair. But I will say, fandoms it's, it's, being what it's they the are. only sitcom to ever make me tear up. Really? So those the episode spoilers where uh, Marshall's dad dies. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Makes me tear up every time. And like my dad's very much in my life and not dead. Mm-hmm. So like I don't even know why it gets me that much. But just every time I'm like, God damn it, show. dude. That, it's heartfelt. It is. And Marshall's a really good character. He's the best you, character on that show. Exactly. Everyone always talks about how great Barney is, but like, well, no. Barney's a dick. Like, he's not great. He's just funny. I mean, like, Marshall's great. Yeah. Like, legit. Do you feel like you hang out with him? Right. Right. Absolutely. Sorry, I'm just muting my phone. No. <laughs> edit that shit out. Sorry. <laughs> well, you let me keep going. You didn't say anything. I mean, you know, you're pulling the curtain back, Colin. It's look, uh, in the in the podcasting world, I like to consider myself kind of like Deadpool. I kind of I kind of show the audience like the 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 real nitty gritty of it. Oh, uh, phones do go off. Your girlfriend <laughs> does text you about how she might be picking up pizza, and I do in the back of my head go, "We had pizza yesterday. I don't need it again. Um, I've been fat before. I don't want to go back." Pizza to seven days a week. You're not wrong, <laughs> and it's going to be real bad if I end up working at this pizza place because I'm going to get free pizza all the time. Mm. And I'm gonna be fat again. Hey, 
doesn't matter you're, how many you're keeping you're it, keeping it doesn't matter how it off, how many man. the bench presses i do if i'm eating off, the pizza man. pies every week yeah you just gotta work that sounds like to me that you just gotta work out more i'll just smoke more oregano you just do what the rock does and get you a mobile workout gym true you know you know i think most of my problems in life if it just if i could just boil it down to do more like the rock does <laughs> i'd be fine what would the rock do? Uh, not be short and white. That's fair. Uh, definitely be shredded, <laughs> and definitely make the most money out of every actor in the world. Every doing year. the same thing, doing the same shit, which is amazing. I, I can't I, hate him for I'm, it. I know the rock's one of those people that's like, yeah, you just gotta be the rock, and you're good. It's not just, even the works. rock at this point. He's just Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, the rock. Is, uh, I don't. I don't smell what Dwayne the Rock Johnson's. Co- well, Dwayne Johnson. Sorry, Mister Johnson. <laughs> Mister uh, Johnson. By the way. Uh, New Fast and the Furious movie that oh. looks fucking great. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, and I don't even think that mo- movie is gonna have any spoilers because I think it's gonna be exactly what everyone expects it to be. Exactly. If there is a massive twist in that movie, I'll be very pleased. Though. I will be. I'll be like, I will stand up. I will do the whole uh, the the Citizen Kane clap right there in yeah, the theater. I was gonna clap, but I realized it wasn't. Like I know, it. right? I, I was about to do the same I thing. Like, I I did the same thing. You, um, you bringing out bad habits in me, Colin. Speaking of the Fast and Furious franchise, mm-hmm. um. One of the most profitable profitable franchises of all time. Really? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And led by people of color for the most part. That's good. Um, you know what else has made a lot of fucking money and What's has that? people of color in it? What's that? Jordan Peele's new hit movie, Us. Oh. Which was pretty good. Okay. All right. I, think I, we, see, I see you. Oh, you so you want to switch gears. Okay. I, ju- I jumped on that segue. It was a good segue. Right into traffic. I was... <laughs> <laughs> Dip dodging rush hour style. Absolutely. I think no. the only reason is like we're like twenty minutes in. I definitely think we're gonna have a lengthy discussion about this. Th- okay. I think I think. Okay, we'll see. I don't we'll know. I, I, you're you're betting you're betting al- a thousand today. Alternatively, we might totally agree. And then, and then it'll, it'll be, just be us agreeing with each other. That's for what, 10 you minutes. never know with these things. But if that's the case, we'll go you, back to you other never spo- know We'll go back things. to spoilers if we need to. Um okay, well, all right, here's here's it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Spoiler time, as if it hasn't already been spoiler time. But mm-hmm. this is your chance now to leave. Please leave. Yes, ma'am. That means you take your child. Crying the whole time. I don't want to hear it. Go. Okay. I see your I fucking think. kid peeking his head in. I know, right? Just just get, get that little bastard out of here. Bye. All right. The door's okay. I think, I yeah, think they're, they're gone. gone. They're, they're gone. gone. Yeah. Okay. All right. Couldn't fucking stand her anyway. It looks so, like it looks like Shaquise took care of him. <laughs> just this is a little just like, sleeper hole. A fucking uh, 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 chloroform cloth. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw it out here right now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw it out right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't like us as much as everybody else is. God damn it! I agree. <laughs> uh, so I I do enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. Here's. I'll just give you my Spark Notes opinion on it. Okay. If Get Out is a nine out of ten mm-hmm. or a nine point five out of ten, it's somewhere in there. I would give us like a seven, which is still pretty good. I I use an actual ten point scale. I don't do this whole if it's below a six, it's trash. Do you agree? Wholeheartedly. Okay. Se- seven out of ten. Yes. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so I will say this. I think I have a I have a weird strong. Like I'm, I smelled burnt toast. That uh, that's a like a stroke joke, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for pointing that I out. I figure some people might not get that reference. Like he smells toast. Yeah, sorry. He should eat it. Um, <laughs> if it's burnt. Uh, anyways, um, I thought Us was better directed mm-hmm. than Get Out. 
and I thought some of the performances were really, really great. I thought the writing kind of took a nosedive about 45 minutes in. So here's here's where I am with that, and it and it's it's weird because I do agree with you wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. I think my biggest problem is Winston Duke's character because okay. he 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 starts going from charming to annoying about ten minutes into the movie. About ten minutes, into right the after movie. I, I've got five on it, stops playing basically. <laughs> well, one of the moments that really got me was when uh, the clone family Has had them on the in the, in, on the couch. And he's like, he just keeps repeating the same thing as if, as if, as if Jordan Peele probably said something like, okay, ad lib here. And he could not deviate from the script at all. Yep. Like, I feel like Lupita Nyong'o's like dialogue in that scene where she's like, yo, shut up. Uh-huh. Was actual, like her, that was her ad lib. Like, it was real. Like, and that's my problem. Yeah. So that's acting wise. I actually agree 100%. Um, I mean, I think everyone knew Lupita Nyong'o was going to be, like, ridiculous because mm-hmm. she's ridiculous in yeah. literally everything she's ever been in. Um, I was actually excited for Winston Duke because I really liked Same. him in Black Panther, and he seems like a really cool dude in real life. And this is, and honestly, some of my issues with him, I think probably if you look at it, go back to the writing of that character because mm-hmm. he's that character that, like, I really don't like in horror films that are trying to take themselves seriously mm-hmm. where there's like real serious shit going on, but there's one dude still cracking jokes. Yeah. That works for me in a movie like Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. That's very like self-referential and like in on its own joke. But like for all intents and purposes, like I, I took it as us was supposed to be pretty like serious for the most part. There's a lot of moments of comedy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but like he was, he had a message with the movie. I don't know if you picked up on it. I, um, I really didn't. I, so, okay, so see, and th- here's ooh. where we disagree. Okay, because I don't think us. I don't think of us as a message movie. I think of us as sort of a Stephen King, uh, cheesy, like really out there horror movie that he just wanted to make. So, here's the thing. Okay. He said that he didn't want us to have like a a, a message. Right. And I think that's because us has way too fucking message, too many messages for mm-hmm. its own good. We'll get into that later. Okay. Okay. We'll get into okay, that later because we'll, we'll, I, we'll I, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. So back to what I was saying though is, mm-hmm. I feel like us at times is incredibly dark. Right. And like incredibly like oh god. Oh yeah. But then like you've got Winston Duke who literally the entire movie is like just cracking like he's like his leg is broken. And he's still cracking jokes. Still cracking jokes. And that would be fine. But then you've got Tim Heidecker in the movie, mm-hmm. the white guy. Yeah. Who is way funnier than Winston Duke. Mm-hmm. And is way funnier without having to say anything. And it's like, all right, like, it's kind of unfair to expect Winston Duke to be the comedic relief when you've got an actual comedian in the movie. Okay, so for my clarification, mm-hmm. Tim Heidecker. Yeah. Right. The husband, the white husband. Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric. Okay. One of my favorites. Somehow, yeah, he played more of a straight man in this than Winston Duke did. He did, but his tethered was hilarious. Yes. Like, really scary hilarious. And mm-hmm. that, to me, that kind of comedy would work. Because mm-hmm. he's still terrifying. And it fits the character. And it fits the character. Um, Yeah, no, literally, my only character issue in the whole movie is Winston Duke. Yeah. And I 
feel really bad because I feel like I'm going like Winston Duke's a fucking joke. No, it's not really. I don't think it's really all his fault. I think that character is just written way weaker than anyone else. Let me tell you the first time I've, I've met Winston Duke in media. Okay. You ever see the show Person of Interest? Uh, bits and pieces. The only reason I've seen any of that is because um, if I'm, that's Scott, the dude with the glasses. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, he was on Lost, and he was like the best character yeah. on Lost. In my, well, one of the best. And so I, I watched a few episodes for him. Didn't really... You know, so it was one of my favorite shows for okay. the time. Cool. It, was, it, it was it was like a, it was like I don't know Batman meets yeah, yeah. like the the that show where the guy gets a newspaper every day and is like oh solve this problem. The guy that plays Jesus is best friends with Bruce Wayne, pretty but much. Bruce, but Bruce Wayne can't go out and do shit. Exactly, <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. And there's like several villains throughout the seasons yeah, yeah, and yeah. whatnot. Well, yeah. that one season is villain is like this like uh, gangster crew or okay. whatever. And there's this uh, episode where they have this the one of the thugs like just locked up and they're just interrogating him in mm-hmm. the, the entire time. And the twist of that episode is it turns out this is actually the leader oh, of the whole crew. Okay. And he's playing just like just chess game where he's like uh, just as smart as like every other villain that we've yeah. seen and, and whatnot. And that's actually Winston Duke. Okay. Who's played that? And I'm like this this guy. Yeah. He's freaking great. And then he, was and then he comes out in Black Panther, which is even great. One of the best so, parts. So, you know, like, I, I know his acting isn't the problem. Mm-mm. I just, I just think. I feel like Jordan Peele, that was the only character he couldn't really get, like, mm-hmm. something really, like, concrete down with as far as, like, what that character's arc was going to be. Yeah. And they were just trying to figure it out on set. Yeah. And I don't feel like it ever really happened. And that comes to the biggest problem that I have with us. And we're going to, you know, I'm just, just throw this out here mm-hmm. real quick is that I think this came out too fast. I think this came out too fast after us, and I and I have to get out, and I get it. You want to strike while the iron is hot. You know, he's still a big name. But I feel like Jordan Peele is in the news so much uh-huh. that he could have waited another two years yeah. to iron this out. Yeah. And it could have been a, spa- a just and see, space is better. So here's a thought I had, and it kind of it kind of ties into that. I do think he would probably benefit from taking more time with his scripts because mm-hmm. obviously get out was something he had brewing for a while mm-hmm. um this one of my other big complaints was the actual real substance of this movie felt like it should have been an episode of his twilight zone show yes. it felt like there was a lot of filler there was a lot of stuff that really i didn't think added to the film mm-hmm. and that might sound nitpicky, but like the whole section of the movie where they're in the white family's house mm-hmm. was very entertaining and like really cool. But like, I didn't really feel like there was enough development there. No. To really. I, but I, I also view like when I'm writing a script, um, I don't like a whole lot of filler. I don't like a whole lot of fluff. Mm-hmm. I would rather like if I was hypothetically making a movie, I would rather make an hour and a half movie where every minute of that movie is like something back to the future then right then a two and a half hour movie that just it just drags mm-hmm. and i didn't feel like us dragged but looking back on it now i was like they there's a few sections of that movie that they could have tightened up speaking of the the scene in the white family's mm-hmm. house um that whole scene it the biggest problem that it points out to me is the plot armor on our main characters right because the second that we get to them and yeah, the kids can kill people all of a sudden. Just like just real at like I don't know what. Just like yeah. Well, not even that, but the white family gets killed off like that. Like it ain't nothing. So very fast. Now I know the reason why is probably because it ties into the story. There's some 
definite character reasons that, why. That but, actually ties into what I feel is the um, message of the movie. Really? Which is uh, socioeconomical class disparity. I viewed the main family as being the middle class. Mm-hmm. I viewed the tethered as being the poor. And I viewed mm-hmm. Tim Heidecker's family as being the rich. The rich people, you know, according to this movie, are so up their own asses and out of it that they don't see what's coming. Mm-hmm. The tethered are forced to fight mm-hmm. whatever because they don't have anything. Mm-hmm. While the main family, the middle class, or, uh, or okay, so the tethered, sorry, um, they always have to fight. They have right. to fight because they have to become more than they are mm-hmm. because they don't have anything because right. they've always been quashed. The middle class family would be Lupina Nyong'o's main family, mm-hmm. and they're forced to fight because they're always in this middle middle ground. And and that's kind of a you know, that's how I viewed it, mm-hmm. and that's the message I got from it. Um, whether or not you would agree with that, I, uh, I I didn't see it that way because right. I didn't think of it that way. Right. You know, I took it. I took this movie at face value for well, for so, a lot of this stuff. So here's the other reason why I looked at it that way okay they make a very pointed reference to an event in the 80s called hands across america Mm -hmm. um and that's a very big like that's one of the first things you see in the movie yeah and it's one of the last things you see in the movie and that was a a demonstration against poverty Hmm. and people that don't have a whole lot right and they make a pointed effort to show that that's what the tethered are fucking doing for some reason at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where i was like well they make a point to show that this is some demonstration for the poor and then the tethered are doing it at the end. Mm-hmm. So, again, it might be a reach, might totally not be what he well, intended. Well, you got some evidence there. You know what right. I mean? If that And if it comes out, okay, mm-hmm. hey, guys, finally. And the thing I like about Jordan Peele is that he doesn't really talk about his movies. No, he lets people figure their own thing and out. That's, yeah. And that's great. Um, so speaking on, on mm-hmm. that, their message and everything, I, I find that the whole plot, the whole like the basis of the clone thing that's stupid the whole thing is dumb so okay dumb so here's this is ultimately my biggest issue with the writing in the movie mm-hmm. is they set up a lot of rules and guidelines that the tethered have to adhere yes. to and then they don't really follow those and here's my thing i would have been able to overlook that a lot more mm-hmm. if it would have just stayed supernatural mm-hmm. and kind of mysterious but they kind of go the sci-fi route where they explain these are clones made by the government to control people on the surface, but then the government just kind of fucked off. Yeah. And it's like that. I got so I have like that one explanation right there mm-hmm. is ultimately my biggest issue with the movie. Cause it just doesn't make sense on a whole lot of levels. Well, here's my second to add on to that. Yeah. So Lupidio Nyong'o's clone who in now this is biggest spoilers, biggest spoilers of all. And if you haven't left yet, because you know, I feel like we've been everything we've set up. Spoiling. Everything we've set up till now is moderately predictable. Exactly on some level. This right here, this you is better leave. Yeah. Um. So Lupita Nyong'o's character, who turns out is the actual clone that has been in the bu- that should have been in the bunker, but you know, switch places with a real who is mm-hmm. in the bunker. Right. Um. They say she say, oh, they thought that they found out I was special, and so, mm-hmm. and so now I, I guess I'm the clone leader. If they had, if they smart enough to find out you're special, why were why weren't they smart enough to get out? So there are no guards. Here's There's a, nobody there. 
Here's my biggest issue with that whole. Well, I got two big issues. Okay. One, pacing wise, mm-hmm. it's just put in a re- it's put literally right at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, and this is gonna sound me being like, "Ooh, I'm fucking smart." I'm not. I picked up on that as being the plot twist, like forty five minutes into the movie, because there's a moment where the you think real, but is actually the tethered version of Lupina Nyong'o kills one of the tethered. And the the and sun like the sun walks growl. in on it and she's like, blah, 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 blah. and I was yeah. like, oh well, fuck, she's one of them. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how they're gonna pull that rabbit out, but like, my other biggest issue, well, I got two issues. One, I don't feel like besides her making weird growling no- noises, there's enough real evidence mm-hmm. towards her not. I mean, they ma- they make cutesy little like, oh yeah, I just don't talk much. Like, there's evidence pointing towards it. Yeah. But I don't feel like it really adds enough to the film, and there's enough character development with her as a character for it to really matter. It really, it really doesn't. And on top of that, again, it's the last thing in the movie. Imagine if they would have revealed that like through the son's eyes before the the real, but you think is tethered one dies, mm-hmm. and the son's like, "Oh shit! Like this person I grew up with is actually one of these fucking weird clones. Mm-hmm. Like who do I help?" And I think that would have been a more interesting, like, put the fate of those two in the son's hands. Yeah. And that's the thing that we've actually seen a lot of, a lot with, like, clone media, where yeah. it's like, which one of me is the real one? Acts right. a, like, a really valuable well, question and, and or something. Hey, and you don't even have to take it there. Just let him know which one's which. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, like, on the one hand, like, this version of my mom, who's not really my mom, got fucked over mm-hmm. and, like, is kind of justified. But this one's my mom. You know, and it's like I think that would have been more powerful. Yeah. Um, as a twist. Um and it only I only even more think that because the son by the end of the movie knows. Yeah. Like it's obvious he knows. And then it just kinda ends. And it's like yeah, there's it's there's like, well, there's no conflict that comes from the twist. Nothing. Yeah. It just it drops all the face of that we get to see the hands across America and I will say that that was my other kind of view on the social message, though, mm-hmm. was a lot of the movie, they're just kind of like, yo, we just got to get the hell out of here. But the mom keeps wanting to, like, kind of fight them yeah. for some reason. Like, she's freaked out at first, but then once the shit hits the fan, she's like, I'm not leaving until they're dead, basically. Mm-hmm. She never says that, but, like, she, keeps, her she keeps wanting to fight them. Right. And I think it's because at, at her as a tethered that then became a real person mm-hmm. represents someone that was born into poverty and then makes it to the middle class. Mm-hmm. And will just do whatever they can yeah. to keep that life that they've built. Yeah. And that was my other kind of like moment where I was like, all right, that social class. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, that almost just makes it worse. Because like if you would have revealed the twist way earlier in the movie, that would have made that struggle even more like, because mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, yeah, she's a fucking weird monster thing, but that's her family. Yeah. And she wants to fight for it. So I think ultimately the making it sci-fi and not supernatural was the big one for me because mm-hmm. it just makes a lot of the things just not make sense yeah and well it, it to me it it it, pre- it it makes a point where the more you think about it the less effective it becomes right because and you don't want that right because walking out of the movie i was like oh that was really good mm-hmm. you know there's a few things that like if i think about it it'll probably start making sense i'm sure i'll see jordan peele in an interview a month from now and it'll make sense Every time I've thought about it, I've been like, no. Yep. It it makes about as much, if not less, sense than it did then. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah. that's I lo- I really actually no, and it's, really, it's like you said, well directed. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie, beautifully shot. A way I, in my opinion, I think the cinematography and the colors and everything are way better than Get Out. Yes, and I love Get Out. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Get Out's a solid nine or nine point five out of ten. Um, but you could really tell he came into his own behind the camera as far as the you know cinematography. And I don't, I don't know how much of the cinematography work was, but I feel like there was so much meticulous stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like he, one of the things I noticed at the beginning, uh, there was a movie from the seventies or eighties called, uh, I think it's called Chuds and it's a, a movie about these monsters that come out of the sewers and attack people. Oh, wow. And at the beginning of the movie, when it's showing the, the TV screen, uh, there's a VHS of that, like just right there. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Oh. After you just had the big old quote about all the tunnels not being mm-hmm. used for anything, I was like, all right, so these things are going to like come out of some tunnels or oh, some cool. shit, maybe. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was, that wasn't enough for me to go, like, this is what the movie's going to be about. Yeah, but, but no, that's an interesting I, I thought f- to have in the back of your I head. I feel like that element of it, Jordan Peele is like really behind, like control behind the camera. Yeah. I'm not sure if he does all the cinematography or if he's got like a, like someone that kind of like helps mm-hmm. him out with that. Yeah, you can look that up. But I really feel like this movie was Jordan Peele coming into his own as a visual director. So the cinematography was done by Mike Geolakis. I don't know who that is, but he did a good job, Mike. It was a pretty movie. <laughs> um, what else has he worked on? Oh, get this. He's worked with uh, directors such as David Robert Mitchell and okay. M. Night Shyamalan. I mean, say what you Man will. Man known for his twist. Say what you will about M. Night, but his movies have looked good the last couple of years. Honestly, the twist has been better, too. Did you see Glass? I haven't seen Glass yet. Man. don't, don't I, I've heard all the bad things. I, I was so upset because I, I like Split. I love Split, and I love Unbreakable. And I liked The Visit, that weird fucking I hook. did, too. I liked it. I was like, M. Night, you got your shit back together. Thank but you. I guarantee what happened is they finally gave him a lot of money to work on Glass because Split made so much. And every time that man is given more than $20 to make a movie, it's mm-hmm. terrible. Mm. But... We're not talking about M. We're not. We're not talking about We're M. talking about, Jordan, talking about Jordan, the man, Jordan but, Peele. I will say, this makes me more apprehensive about his Twilight Zone series. Really? A little bit. Huh. But the only reason I'm not totally is because apparently it's all adaptations of stuff from the old series. Oh. So I don't know. I, I'm still very excited because mm-hmm. I love the Twilight Zone. I, love, yeah. I do love Jordan Peele. But I'm like, I hope. I hope some of those shorts don't come off as half baked as yes. us did. Man, I don't, I don't. So I don't think, I don't think that will. Mostly because I think a shorter runtime will help him with that. For sure, he'll it'll keep a it'll it's way easier to keep like a twenty five minute thirty minute yeah. uh, tighter than you know a whole hour two hour movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think I really think he needs to go the Edgar Wright route with his films. Because okay. when Edgar Wright comes out with a film, it's quality, you know. Yeah, and he does. He pieces those out so far apart yeah. that you're and you're waiting for it. It's anticipation. I feel like that that's uh, Guillermo del Toro too. Yeah, who honestly Edgar Wright and Guillermo del Toro are like my two favorite directors. So. See, and, but when Guillermo del Toro does things, different between that is, I, I feel like it's always ridiculous. But he when makes he comes it out great. With a thing, he does. Well, but, okay, Guillermo goes back and forth to me because he he'll give you Pacific Rim. And then he'll give you Shape of Water. You know? He'll give you... I loved both. Both are good. The only movie he's made that I was kind of in was Crimson Peak. Okay, so both are good. 
but one is capital A and one's lowercase. You know, yeah, one's a meal, one's Doritos. But that's why I think people like Guillermo and Edgar Wright work so well is because they only make things they want to make. That's true. That's fair. And I think that's, that's very, very important in the creative process. And I, that what you said earlier about this movie feeling rushed, I feel like Jordan Peele felt like he had to put this out. I don't hmm. think he wanted to put it out right now. Hmm. I think the timing is weird for him to put it out right now. That's what I'm saying. It feels like someone went, you're going to have this Twilight Zone series. You need to push up us. So you've saying. got all of this this press right at the same time. There we go. And that's that's my problem. And I don't know. That might not be Jordan. But it, but it, but it can makes I call sense. You, can I call you Jordan? <laughs> can I call you? If you're listening right now, which I'm sure you are, uh, this is in no way me smack talking you. I love you, baby boy. Uh, please don't hate me. Please don't black blackball me from uh, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Which don't let don't let these get out. Probably already happened. It's okay. The time wasters have a long running list of celebrities that we already have uh, that hate us. Oh really? Yeah, Ice Cube. Okay. Uh, one of them. Interesting. Uh, I keep forgetting who the other ones are. I just remember Ice Cube. We talk about that. Angelina Jolie. Who's gonna be in an MCU movie? Maybe. Yeah, I've heard about that Eternals. too. Eternals. Mm-hmm. This isn't an MCU podcast, today, isn't it? So well, every every podcast is an MCU podcast. Exactly, a little bit. Every one of ours has become slowly become an MCU podcast. That's because Disney owns people, <laughs> and that includes us. That's just like fine print copyrighted by Disney. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to bring up. Actually, rolling back around to us. Okay. Because I feel like the the title is a double entendre of us and United States. Because if you remember, that. if you remember at the beginning of the movie, they ask, "Who are you people?" And Lupita Nyong goes, "Not tethered." Goes, "We're Americans." Yeah, and I feel like that played into the whole like how a lot of the working class poor mm-hmm. are just kind of they're still Americans, but they're kind of put off to the fringe. I don't know. I'm I'm holding by that message. No. Until Jordan Peele comes out and says, nah, dude, you're dumb. Hey, that's, I mean, that's the way it goes. Yeah. That, that's your proper film scholar at that point. You have the evidence to back it up. I mean, you, you can wear the uh, Cots degree of film <laughs> critique proudly. I feel like if I told Cots this theory, he'd be like, no, that's dumb. And then he'd go into like what it actually is and be like, oh, you're right. That makes so much <laughs> sense. Fuck. No. I, I think you're actually spot on. No. I, it sounds smart. Uh, anyone from Radford University, just so you know, because... Apparently, this is a something to be proud of. I have aced every single one of my papers I've turned into cots, except for my final in one that I got a B plus on. Really? Where I was trying to explain that Get Out was a better movie than uh, Diner. Oh, <laughs> the characters uh, were better in Get Out than Diner. You should have done that because you know he loved him some Diner. Well, he's white. I get it. <laughs> But no, okay. I was I was gonna at some point make a joke about uh, how I thought Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss were underused in this movie, mm-hmm. and I was gonna somehow tie that back into Jordan Peele's quote about how he didn't want to just make movies with white people because he's seen that, and I was gonna go, yeah, not enough white people in this movie, but <laughs> I I couldn't find a good segue for that, so I want to say that now. So here, just I just will stand, jam it right I in. will stand by. I didn't think there was enough Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss, mm-hmm. especially that Elizabeth Moss tethered that mm-hmm. was cutting her face up. Yeah, I thought she was the most terrifying one of all of them. That was a good scene. That was a great scene. That was and that was scene. that was the other moment I realized, kind of realized or theorized was like this Lupita Nyong'o is probably a tethered because she gets Elizabeth Moss right Real up on close. her about to cut her and then like sniffs her and then goes like, mm, mm. not today. Yeah, and walks yeah. off. Um, 
By the so, way, I feel really bad because a lot of these points were brought up in the uh, again double toasted uh, review of the movie. Oh, really? Like some of these points that I've brought up as far as why I knew the twist was coming, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, I really hope Corey doesn't listen to this and go like, this motherfucker just copied everything <laughs> I said and didn't even give me proper. This is why I don't listen annotation. to the reviews if I know we're gonna talk about it on the show because I, right. I don't want that to you know seem like it influenced us. See, I need people to back me up before I say some stupid shit, so I feel like I'm justified. <laughs> and if Corey <laughs> Coleman and Martin Thomas say it, then I feel like I'm probably pretty good. Okay, fair enough. But no, I, I all those thoughts were thoughts I had within the first day or two of right. seeing it. So. Yeah, but no, I I really I did really like the movie. I, I feel well. like I'm being exceedingly negative about it. But I think I think some of those issues with the movie might not have been as apparent if I didn't walk in knowing it was a Jordan Peele movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like if this would have just been a random horror movie thrown in in January and I would have gone and seen it, I would have been like, man, that was really good. Mm-hmm. But I think like everyone went into this movie expecting like, oh, Jordan yeah. Peele's going to fucking kill it. And, and he, he did in some way. In some ways, he did. He made a legit movie. He did. This was directed no. well. So this this is one thing I want to say is, I I personally know this is a really good movie because I'm being so harsh on it. Yeah. If it was a movie that was just trash, I'd be like, ah, it was just it was dumb. Mm-hmm. If it was, uh, and we've seen plenty of those. Netflix is full of them. I was gonna. What was that? Uh, there was some movie last year where this white girl her dad buys her a box or something and it's cursed and every time she fucks with oh it, like true for dare or some shit it's one of those dumb yeah, blumhouse yeah. movies which blumhouse what are you doing like you come out with these terrible horror movies and then you release like gold like once yeah a year. but they they're they're quality quantity over quality their quality has been pretty good the last few years though mm, sometimes yeah i don't know but um but no like i feel like if this would have just been random schlocky horror movie 11 that came out in january i would have been like real jazzed about it and like liked it a lot more mm-hmm. but because you had that like oh this is the dude that directed get out the best horror movie of the 2010s it just set expectations way too high yeah and then you're gonna be looking you're, you're gonna look at his sophomore stuff right you know what i mean real hard because you liked it you like yeah. his, his freshman movie yeah you know that happens with a lot of directors too. it really does and, and again, I, it's, I will say, back to my boy Edgar Wright. Yeah, one of the few to break that curse. I think Hot Fuzz is a better movie than Shaun of the Dead. Really? Yeah, I think Hot Fuzz is the. Be- I love Shaun of the Dead, but I think Hot Fuzz is the best of that trilogy. I I'd have to go back and look at them, like really piece them pa- to see which one I like the best. Scott, Scott Pilgrim is my my favorite. Yeah, Edgar Wright. I love that movie. I really like me some Shaun of the Dead, man. Like I really, I literally like, like every single one of his movies. No, they're all great. Even Baby Driver, which people for some reason don't like, I really like. People don't like Baby Driver. A lot of people think it's like his worst movie. Really? And like I, you could maybe make the argument that it's not as good as the others, but when the others are so good, it's kind of unfair. I will say this: he did say he was thinking about doing a sequel to Baby Driver. Yeah, I don't want that. I'm not sure about all that. No, it doesn't need a sequel, unless you like change characters. Unless mm. this is one of Colin's cinematic universe moments. Here we go. I'm not gonna even do the whole setup. Just it's Baby Driver and John Wick, and Ryan Gosling from Drive. <laughs> just killing people. The trio you just never three, thought would come just together. Just three white dudes killing a bunch of guys. Fuck it. Put uh put Denzel from The Equalizer in there too. Ooh, really? It's like the A Team. I would rather Denzel it's like the A-team, but from Man on Fire. Yeah, which you're is right. Just the Equalizer, but but good. Yeah, well, Equalizer's all right. It is. It is. That could be like the A Team of like really good fight choreography. I I think you I think what you mean is the expendable the expendables of excellent fight choreography. 
The only thing I remember about the Expendables is that Jean-Claude Van Damme kicked a knife into Thor's brother. Do you remember that? that no. It's the <laughs> second or third one. No, and uh, I don't remember anything past the first one, and I barely remember the first one. The second one, Jean-Claude Van Damme's... This is a weird tangent we've gone on, and by we, I mean me. <laughs> uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's the bad guy in the second Expendables. I almost said the second Equalizer. That would have been interesting. <laughs> the second Expendables movie, and uh, the like new young guy in the team that you know is definitely going to die because none of the old guys are going to die because they don't have any work outside of the Expendables. Also, he literally says all the deaf lines you could ever say ever. Well, of course. <laughs> So, it's the new guy is uh, Chris Hemsworth's younger brother, the one's married to Miley Cyrus, mm. and he's like the young hotshot sniper. And Jean Claude Van Damme's team, like within like five minutes, like has him captured, and they're like, "Come down, or we're gonna kill your guy." So you know they all go down because they're all good boys. Uh-huh. And Jean Claude Van Damme, just to make a point, takes the world's largest knife out of his pocket, throws it into the air, and then just kicks it into Chris Hemsworth's brother's chest. And just kills their shit out of him by kicking a knife into his chest. And I was like, I don't, I didn't like the first Expendables. Mm-hmm. This one within ten minutes is so much more extra than it needs to be. I kind of love it. That's fair. And I did. And then the third one was garbage. So, yeah. And even the second one's pretty garbage. So I've seen both of them. I've not looked at the third one. You're good. Yeah. It's the I, only additions are half of the cast isn't there, half the movie because they're captured, and it's a bunch of young people, including Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. and Antonio Banderas. Whatever happened to that all female Expendables they were gonna make? <laughs> the third Expendables <laughs> didn't do very good, so they were like, "All right, I don't know about this." It's oh. like that did trash, and then the female Ghostbusters reboot did oh, trash. Man. Yeah, I don't have a problem with fem- these female reboots like mm-hmm. at all. Like I think no. they could be done really well. Oh, I, I like I, Ocean's I, Eight. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's all right. It's an Ocean's movie. I like Aquafina. I'll go watch it for her. Yeah. Doing card it's tricks. Good, yeah. I mean, actually, like, pretty much now that I'm thinking about it, I think I like pretty much everyone that's in that reboot. I should go watch it. Watch I it. think the problem, like, with the Ghostbusters reboot is it was just not written very well. It wasn't written very well. It wasn't directed very well. It was no. a bad movie. It, it was, was just, it was really just a bad movie. It was not good. TBH. Um, but no, that... Back yeah, to the man. important things. I think I think we're almost out of time, Colin. <laughs> you, I don't know. You kidding. took us through this whole universe. <laughs> you want to talk about a tangent. At the end of the day, all we need to remember is us was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Were we talking about us? I feel like we, at some point we were talking about us. I feel like at the end of the day, us was just about the cinematic universes we made along the way. <laughs> And isn't that what it's all about in the end? That's a lovable lesson. In 2019, <laughs> I feel like it is. With so many universes coming out, yeah. Everything's a universe. Everything's a, and you you joke, but I mean, Godzilla's getting his own universe. I'm all for that, though. That's yeah. one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Yeah. We could do this for another hour. <laughs> Colin, you're a mad. See, you, you didn't caught the bug now. You didn't caught the bug. This is your first, this is your first podcast. Man. I grew up on a little podcast called Let's Do This, which was known to go on for at least four or five okay. hours. I don't know. I don't think this will ever go back. If you want to send it to him, you can. <laughs> I, I'm not going to. I, I'm literally only making these connections because, like, believe it or not, mm-hmm. I don't like most podcasts. I don't. Most well, podcasts are not very good. I've got my favorites. I've got my favorites. I like Double Toasted. I used to like the Source Fed podcast, right. which was the one on YouTube, but then Source Fed shut down. Rest in peace. Um, it's pretty much a Double Toasted. Yeah. And that's This is not me 
orally fellatiating Corey Coleman. Mm -hmm. This is just legitimately, they're the only people that do it and don't come off, like, really annoying, Mm -hmm. like I do. I don't, I don't think you do. You haven't annoyed me, which Good. is saying something. Good. That's just because you're in the room. No, honestly, <laughs> I will. I usually tell people on mic, be like, look, man, you got to like, get one. I don't have to. I don't. Okay, look, I love RJ. RJ did good on the on the show, but yeah. RJ, we know RJ. RJ is one of our one of our friends, part of production. Lovely, 100. lovely man. He can be a little bit timid. Yeah, no, you for know. Sure. So I'd have I to, think RJ would probably tell you that. <laughs> honestly, right? I would have to look at him, and be like, hey, you know, turn to the mic. You know, speak up a little bit, you know, but you, I don't have to tell you that. I don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say. Which is the, probably the nicest Which way. is probably great for you as a host because you don't have to work very I hard. I really don't. I right. haven't had to this time. You've made it flow to like 55 minutes, which is great. You know, Slow, we've, we've had a good conversation. Flow like a river. Hey, hey. be water, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can we talk about Once Upon a Time? <laughs> Hollywood. For real, I saw that trailer. That dude, so that dude that is that specifically I'm that sure Bruce they, Lee. I'm pretty sure that's a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen his other movie? No. Because he's been Bruce Lee in other movies. Well, then he was probably a good choice for that role. He's great. No, he's honestly great. No, that was the best thing about that trailer. Honestly. Yeah. I'm excited. That That's a, ooh, that's going to probably need honestly, a podcast about. We can do it. Anything Quentin Tarantino is going to deserve something. Fucking down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, oh, you're tempting me. <laughs> you're tempting me with going another hour, but we, we're not going to. We could roll through some trailers. Where did you stop can, it? Okay. We can do that as a. Oh, Kyle, I'm going to talk to you about this after the show, but I have to end the show. Okay. Because if I don't, then I, we're breaking a promise into you. It's like Cot says. Not gonna teach you more than you pay for. Okay. So the chit chat show is turning into my uh, my dinner with Trey, the podcast. You know what? Maybe that could be another segment where we just talk about bullshit for five hours. Oh man! Hey, hey, look. Okay, for real though. I and I wanted to bring it back to this real quick. But yeah. We both love double toasted. You know. Oh yeah. This, we love we love spill. I love, love spill from I, spill days. I started watching spill when I was fourteen years old. Well, this one, this one is for for our love for Corey and mm-hmm. and Martin and uh, co-host. All of them, everyone, all of them. at at all. Even uh, yo, my favorite was the Rage Lake, uh, the Loading Bar. I didn't crew. listen to as much. I was primarily Let's Do This and the League of Extremely Ordinary Gentlemen. And this is some you'll get. Hey, Goatee, come on in here. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Goatee, come on. Hey, 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 hey Goatee. You know what time it is. Strum them, take them hooves, <laughs> strum them on the guitar, because it's time to end the show. Colin, are you ready? Colin, Colin, are you ready? I think I'm ready. Colin, Colin's ready. Go, 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 Jesus Christ. I have to go find that audio now to play under the, the music to play underneath it and everything. Oh my God. You should. It's going to. All right. But no. We're so, going to get a copyright. We're going to send this to Corey and he's going to sue <laughs> our asses. Gonna just be so, he's going to send it to Hollywood.com to sue us. <laughs> he's going to destroy us. So, all right, people. Thank you for listening to another Chit Chat podcast. That Thanks. was it. I'm, I'm done talking to Colin. He's he's Forever. drugged me back to like so to my high school days. Thanks. Oh my god. Um, hey, is there any place that people can find you on the interwebs? Um, 
Sebers, uh, twitch.tv slash mm-hmm. Sebers. I'm going to have a nice little Twitch uh, okay. cam girl career going here soon. Um, I've also got YouTube. I think it's just Sebers. I changed the names around because it was like Sebers. It's C-E-B-B-E-R-S. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into why the fuck that's what it is. You got a schedule on your Twitch you know, when the people can um, come see you play? Generally Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but mm-hmm. that's TBD until I get out of school because awesome. my, my schedule is all sorts of fucked. But I'm going to be uh, streaming a lot of World of Warcraft Classic, uh, Apex Legends, um, probably Halo when it comes out on PC because okay. that was my shit back in the day. But just a grab bag of random games. We've been playing Sekiro mm. recently, so nice. just a nice mishmash of all okay. kinds of stuff. And uh, people, you can find the Time Wasters on the Time Wasters uh, Twitch.tv time slash Time Wasters. You know, we got the team stream on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. But you know, hey, like I try to tell you, you don't know when else we whenever we're gonna come out. The only way you can know is you just, 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 just ring that bell, okay? So you can get the notifications. Smash that motherfucking like button. Smash it. You ain't doing nothing else with your fingers. Just sitting there atrophying. Come on now. And just like Colin, we out here playing Sekiro too. You know your boy was getting knocked out, knocked out by Gyobu. Which one is he? The, the dude on the horse. Oh, the I killed old. the shit out of him. I he took me three three turns. Four. I'm, I'm up to my fourth right now. I can beat Dark Souls in an hour and a half now. Shut up, man. So I'm really, Dark Souls. I'm learned in uh, these games. No, we should, ooh, up. you know what would be fun? Mm. To do a, whatever the fuck my Twitch name is, I forgot what it is. Mm. Time Wasters crossover, play through every Dark Souls game. Oh, actually, we're already doing it on YouTube, where we're <laughs> currently going through Dark Souls 1. Okay. But. If you ever need a ringer, yeah. call, call your boy. Let's go. Yeah. We'll do it. Be fine. I, I know. We'll, I we'll work out the logistics. We'll figure yeah, that we'll out. Yeah, we'll figure. We'll figure. We're not gonna do it. Uh, but hey, production twelve hundred is also where you mm-hmm. can find a boy and, and, and his partner. Yeah. Hello. Who is also into the films. I'm, See, yeah. If you want more, Colin, go there too. I'm in there. I'm, I have a lot of different roles that I've made for myself. You have. Not You've been searching. Not official. I just kind of. <laughs> Like, I realized the door, they had to lock the door, I kind of just opened it, I put a, put put a little mustache on, I was like, hey, what's up guys, like, who are you, and I'm like, you know who it is, boy? And everyone stared at me, and I went, you guys need an actor, and they were like, yeah, we do actually, unfortunately, and I was like, alright, cool, it's me, boy, and I sat down on the couch. It's like there's an empty desk, and you just, we just like, it's always been empty, next mm-hmm. thing you know, the next day we walk by, and you've already populated with pictures of your family, you got mm-hmm. knickknacks, it's like, who the, f- yep. I mean, he's making numbers, so yep. why not, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, but yo, check us check us out there, both channels have Facebook pages, so if you want to talk to us on the, you know, on the off off chances, off streams, off videos. Like, we'll do it there. There's some big plans coming up for production 200. Oh yeah, yeah, we got some, we got some films coming out. I actually got some interesting prospects. Well, that well, I need to bring up. Not necessarily films, but cool stuff. We do, we'll, we'll do that all. See, people, there's you never know what's gonna happen, and the only way you can know is if you follow us, like us on all the good stuff. Uh, and of course, go ahead and listen to this podcast if you like this one. Subscribe to the thing with the iTunes podcast. Leave us a rating so that we can be known that you hear the, the foolishness, so that Corey and Martin mm-hmm. can hear this foolishness, and, and then tell us how awful we are. I love that. Feedback, I don't know about you. feedback is great. It is great. It's how you learn. Yeah. So, I mean, that's. I think that's it. Just hey, keep it constructive. We we out. We are out. Peace until next Tuesday afternoon.
Morty. Pack your shit. That's only gonna keep him down for a little bit, Morty. You f with squirrels, Morty. We got a good five minutes before they're backing up on our ass, Morty. We have to pack up and move to a new reality, Morty. You know, we I said we can only do that a couple of times. We're f over here because of these damn squirrels, Morty.